Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Luke McDonald, and this is the Good News in the Neighborhood podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. You're going to find two things in this feed in this season. You're going to find Sunday sermons from our church in Palatine, Illinois, and you're going to find an occasional little piece of content that is towards our initiative to try to help our church read the Bible more regularly. It's called Good With Our Bibles. We're trying to read the Bible regularly, and we're trying to interpret it accurately. If that's what you're going to find in this feed. We are a multi-ethnic Bible teaching life-giving church. This is our little theme song that you're hearing in the background. And uh, it helps us, anything you do, rating the podcast, sharing it, all that stuff helps the word get out. We're not trying to build the name of a church. We're trying to build the name of Jesus in our little local community. And if you found this, I hope it's useful to you. Thank you. Let's listen now. Thank you. Thrilled to be here uh, with you. Well, if that was meant to be encouraging, it certainly wasn't. So here we go. Uh, uh, Open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 6. I... uh, Before we get to the holiday season, we're finishing off uh, this idea of get rich quick with a few important topics. I want to talk to you today about the supernatural realm, and I want to talk to you today, uh, I'm going to use Halloween in a second as a jumping off point. It's Ephesians chapter 6. It was kind of fun. I don't know. I've never been in here when it was dark. So I walked in this morning when the worship started. I was like, oh, it's kind of nice in here when it's dark. I mean, I have been in here, but not for a while. I liked it. Uh, There's something about the changing of the seasons and... uh, the holidays that bring a sense of the supernatural realm, and it's like the leaves start to fall, and there's noise sometimes outside at night, and creepy, whatever, this or that. Uh, I thought this was going to be useful to us. So I want to read you from Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. If you're there and you're ready, please say ready. ready. It says this. I want to just read you these four verses. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. This is God's word for us today. I'm Luke, by the way, if I haven't met you, welcome. Uh, So generally, it's agreed upon that Halloween has its origins in the Celtic festival. I'm hearing just a little bit of ringing. JC, wherever you are, bud, if you can help me with that, thank you. Generally, it's agreed that Halloween has its origins in the Celtic festival of Samhain, which marks the end of summer. Typical, Typical popular folklore suggests that this was a festival based on human sacrifice, But recent scholarship suggests that's more of a caricature. Uh, Halloween started as a festival in like the 4th, 5th century to mark the end of summer, the end of fall, the beginning of winter. That's why it finds this place on the calendar. Uh, It morphed slowly but surely into this sort of candy-based, materialistic, fun way of kids goofing around, basically. Uh, Christians have a lot of different ways of looking. I I don't know how you were raised. I was, uh, especially when I was real young, I was kind of raised around some people. I went to this Christian school where like the idea of Halloween was you were evil if you went trick-or-treating, like for sure evil. Anybody anybody tracking that that was kind of, okay, I got a few people, good. And then, okay, a few people, thank you. And you look a little bruised, I get it, yeah. uh, They weren't, that wasn't the only thing they were angry about. Yeah, I know. And we've been using this matrix here that's been helpful, uh, this idea that Christians, the way that we engage with the world around us fits into these three categories of fight, 
flight, or fit. We've talked about this before. The idea that some of us see the culture as something to fight against. Some of us see the culture as something to try to sort of just squirm and fit into. And some of us see it, the culture as something to retreat from, like flight. Uh, Halloween is a perfect example. Some people see it as the evil stuff is bad. Let's try and stop it. Some people see it like the evil stuff is bad. Let's do a safe version of the evil stuff in the church parking lot. Some people view it like it's fine. Let's go for it. I would take it a slightly different direction before we get back to the Bible. Um, I would take it a little different direction and say this. Halloween is perhaps the easiest day of the year to talk to our neighbors. Have you noticed that? It's like the easiest day of the year to talk to people around us. I wonder, have you thought yet about what you're going to do with it? Like most of the time, I don't know how it is in your neighborhood, most of the time in my neighborhood, everyone's kind of just trying to get where they're going and they're trying to get where they're going as fast as they're going and there's a lot of this like, there's like that thing where you meet the person once and if you don't remember their name like that time, you're kind of stuck so now you just don't know it forever because you missed it that one time. Has that ever happened to anybody else? And Halloween is the one day of the year where people are just more, I guess, open. I wonder, it's, what are we going to do with that? But I also wonder if um, the fact that Halloween because it's a kid's holiday, has become sort of, it's like cute six-year-olds dress as ghosts and witches. I, what, if, what if the perfect scheme of the devil is to make spiritual darkness into a fun kid's holiday so we lower our defenses and don't take the devil's power seriously? I guess that's kind of where I, I got to as I was pondering it and trying to what if it's actually like a really great, like we're going to see in the text that we, I read a minute ago, scheme of the devil to make the spiritual realm something that we laugh at because it's a cute kid at the door dressed up as whatever. What if that's a perfect scheme of the devil? That's, I guess, kind of what I had for you. Um, so this text says this, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God. So get everything that you have access to so that when a scheme from the devil comes your way, you are able to stand strong and don't get bowled over by it. If I just am being honest, most Christians that I know act like the spiritual realm doesn't really exist. Uh, that's the first thing I want you to write down if you're writing things down or think about if you're thinking about things, is that the spiritual realm, it's real. That there is so much more happening around us at any given time than just what we can see. The reason, uh, the reason that we fail to see it is most of us were schooled on the scientific method and the idea that the things that we can repeat the things that we can recreate, the things that we can touch or taste or hear or smell or whatever one I left out as I was giving that off the top of my head list, here maybe, whatever things we can't recreate, those things are, they're not real. The real stuff is, I can feel this microphone. I can see my friend Patrick. I can still feel the tingling in my ears because it was cold outside when I was watching football across the street a half hour ago. All these things, those are the things that are real the things that I can't repeat maybe are not. I wonder, uh, well, it's like this. You know those whistles that uh, only dogs can hear? You ever been around like that thing? And you're like, wait, why is the dog freaking out? 
It's because the dog can hear something we can't hear. And I wonder how many of us are lacking strength, are lacking power, are lacking um, progress, because we're only seeing in the natural the many things that are happening that are in the supernatural. I think that's what he's getting at when he says, you have to put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. The schemes of the devil take many forms, but perhaps the biggest scheme of the devil is to convince the people in the world that the devil does not exist. The Bible paints a picture of a supernatural realm filled with as many heavenly beings as there are or maybe even more people on earth. And the devil runs schemes. That's like um, scams. It's like tricks. It's, uh, it's, it's a way of tricking us. The devil's running a lot of schemes. Like here's a scheme. Uh, one of the devil's good schemes in the world today is that love means unilateral support for all the people around you. That's a scheme of the devil, that love means just letting the people around you do whatever you want. I have a friend who's in the room today who's uh, pregnant, and it's a complicated pregnancy, and she went to a doctor who told her, we need to get rid of this baby to make sure that you're okay. It's a scheme of the devil to make you think that that's what God wants you to do. This blessed girl is standing strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's a scheme of the devil that every TV show you watch in the world today is subtly giving you the idea that the happy people are the people who have more experiences than just the thing inside their marriage, because that's where real joy is out there doing all that stuff out there. When real joy is going to sleep at 10 o'clock at night, not knowing what happens after midnight, if I can get an amen from anywhere in the room. The scheme of the devil is to trick you into thinking that the truth isn't the truth. It's a scheme of the devil. Uh, we're fighting against, I want to just do a little teaching here to help you. We're fighting against three different things at any given time. We're fighting against three different things. We are fighting against the world system. We're fighting against our sinful selves. And we're fighting against the devil and demons in the heavenly realm. We are fighting all three of these things at any given time. This, isn't, this is biblical. And depending on your church tradition and background, you were probably raised to pay more attention to one of those at the expense of the other. So the scheme of the devil that, let's just take the scheme of the devil that uh, I was just mentioning a minute ago that I know so many people navigating, which is people get, are married for a while and culture is telling them they'd be happier if they went and found somebody else. So the world system is part of that, giving you these cues all the time that the happy people are the people who find someone new. Your sinful self may be contributing to that because over time in a relationship you can easily get more and more self-focused and lose sight of what you love about the other person because of your selfish desires. And if the devil can, he's going to put someone on a treadmill next to you at the gym, going to put someone who's in a new group that you work with, going to put someone in your path who is going to tempt you to try to destroy that relationship that God gave you. Do you see how we're fighting all three of those things at the same time? This might help you. So if you were raised in like a real conservative Bible kind of church, you were taught probably that most of the problem is your sinful self. If you were raised in a more like charismatic or Pentecostal church, like if you really vibe with what Kim does and you're like, I wish she would go 15 more minutes. If that's kind of how you were raised, you were probably taught that the devil is the, is the thing that we focus on. A lot of 
Older denominations really focus on the world system. All of these are helpful at the right time and in the right way. What we're focusing on today, because it's what is in our text, I see a few people taking pictures, so just leave that slide there for a second, is we're focusing on this idea of what the devil does to us. This is what he says in the text. He goes back, he says, this is what, so this is what Paul says, verse 12. So you gotta stand strong so you can fight against the schemes of the devil. Then he says this, he says, for we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So what's interesting here, come here, Austin, you're in for a sec, bud. Do you see how smooth it is now that he's just always sitting here every time I want to do this? You see, it's just improved. It's gotten so, so efficient. Uh, another week, uh, still looking for the right girl. So, yes. Jesus' name, just do with that what you will. Uh, it's a scheme of the devil that's trying to tell you you couldn't have a man like this if you're looking for the right man. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, none of that was true. So, uh, you and I have known each other for a long time. We've never wrestled. Yeah, we've never. Reason for that. But let's just say that uh, all of a sudden we were going to fight. We would kind of get down in our, I don't even know how to, you know, my brother-in-law, Jeremy, he's not here this morning yet, but we would get down in our stance. I'd like, I'd just peace out. You'd be out. Okay. <laughs> but we would be like getting ready. And what I find interesting, you're good. What I find interesting in the, the text is this. Do you see, he doesn't say if you choose to wrestle, does he? No. He doesn't say like if you find the occasion to wrestle. He's saying, I know you're wrestling. I know you're wrestling around with all kinds of stuff that's got you weighed down and that you're praying about and that you're thinking about and that you're worried about and that you're concerned about. I know you got all kinds of stuff that you're wrestling about. That is so obvious, I don't even need to mention it. Here's the thing I want you to know. You're not just wrestling against what you can see. You're not just wrestling about what you can understand. There are more things happening with those kids, with that boss, with this marriage with that person. There's more happening than you can see. In fact, here's the whole list. You're, you're not just wrestling against flesh and blood. You're wrestling against rulers and authorities and cosmic powers over this present darkness. You are wrestling against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Here's the thing about the spiritual realm. It is powerful. It's powerful. He's painting a picture there of people who are in charge in the world, devil and demons who've been given dominion or authority over certain small components of the world at various times. If this sounds crazy to you, I'll just point out to you that in the scripture in the book of Job, uh, Satan goes to God and says, do I have your permission to wreck this guy's whole life? And God gives it to him. It's a different sermon for a different day that we've covered before about why God allows things like that. But the evil is not sort of like, um, maybe you were raised on cartoons where the devil's like some little red guy that we sort of laugh at and is pathetic. The spiritual realm is, is powerful. Uh, there are many, many, many spiritual beings. Hebrews 12.22 gives us a sense of how much power there is in heavenly places. Do you see this? Just in the last part there, the writer of Hebrews mentions innumerable angels. So there are more angels and thus more demons than there are people operating all the time in our world. He's saying we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. There is more happening than just what we can see. Uh, to understand that the spiritual realm three, the spiritual realm is winning. Uh, evil's winning in the spiritual realm right now. When where we live in time 
is that Jesus Christ, who we're going to talk about quite a bit in just a second, has ultimate victory. But while we await his return, there's bloodshed in the Middle East that is tearing people apart on every side, and it breaks our heart. Why? Because, because evil's winning right now. That's the reason. You see people around you struggling and confused, and there's so much darkness in the world, and so many broken things, it seems everywhere you look, there's another thing, another thing, another thing, another thing. It's because evil is winning right now. Like I was uh, sitting on the couch watching football last night, and I, uh, I saw this terrible news. This uh, Matthew Perry from Friends died. It's so sad. So sad. You remember this guy? And I remember uh, just, I, I went and looked it up, like just a little over a year ago, I read this book that he wrote that uh, if you have someone in your life that struggles with addiction, this is the best thing I've ever consumed about what people who struggle with addiction are like. And this guy had all, this, had all the money, all the fame, all the success, all the whatever you could ever possibly want, and yet his life was ravaged by addictions that he, he couldn't overcome. And I was uh, thinking about it, because I, I remember this next section that I, po that I uh, put. I found this in the book. I thought this was so significant. He's telling a story uh, about a friend who, it was him and another friend who were up for this role of playing Chandler on Friends. And uh, he says this, he says, you know what, Craig? Getting this job doesn't do what I thought it would. It doesn't fix anything. I said, what a sobering thought for a 26-year-old who had only ever wanted fame and got fame and realized it hadn't filled the holes at all. No, the only thing that filled the holes was vodka. This is what evil does to people. Evil sets people on a course to chase a dream that realizing the dream doesn't make them happy, it makes them miserable. That's what evil does. Evil is winning right now uh, in a few ways. One, uh, evil is winning. These are, um, one, evil is winning through generational struggle. We, uh, we're so individualistic in our way of looking at the world. The Bible paints a picture. Uh, those who've been going through the study this fall uh, in church school have learned this that even though Jesus is in your heart, grandpa's still in your bones. And we are more affected by our parents and grandparents than we often want to admit. Generational struggle is in the uh, scripture. You can show that verse, please, thank you. This is describing God that he visits the iniquities of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. So this isn't, it doesn't have to be something that causes us fear and angst through Jesus Christ, no matter where you came from, that doesn't have to be where you're going. And I know people in this room who are the first person of faith in their family who are building a new heritage and a new history. Amazing. It is also true that it's harder to be married if you come from divorce. And you gotta be really, really careful with alcohol if you come from a family of drinkers. And, 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 and. And one of the ways that evil is winning right now is some of us start with things that are so broken around us and inside of us because of the effect that evil has on us. If you grew up, let's just say you grew up with a dad who uh, worked way too much. You can grow up and hate that and become it at the same time. Do you see? That's one of the ways that evil is winning right now. Another way that evil is winning right now is uh, evil is winning right now because all the way since the Garden of Eden, 
Men and women struggle to get along and the fight between the genders is never ending. All the way back to the Garden of Eden, God says, because of the sin, because of the sin of eating the fruit, man, you're going to want to dominate the woman and woman, you're going to want to dominate the man and you're both going to win in certain ways and at certain times, but it's going to be a fuss forever. In Jesus' name, if you understand what I'm talking about, please say amen. I know, they were all scared to say it. I know. Uh, The reason why it's hard for us to get along and treat each other with respect is because evil is winning right now. Three, uh, evil is winning right now through the unmistakable, never seemingly endingly growing cascading of fear and anxiety and depression that is everywhere in our world. So we're taught in this generation that that's a chemical thing that's happening in your brain. And that's a part of it. But a lot of it comes from sin and evil and people tormenting you. This is an example of what I'm talking about. This is a, in 1 Samuel 16, this is the story of King Saul. The spirit of the Lord departed from him and a harmful spirit tormented him. A lot of people that are struggling so extensively in a way that doesn't make sense to their experiences. It's because evil is tormenting them. So, for a long time, people came to church and the idea was just pray and it'll all go away. Is that what I'm saying? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that is part of the story. Some, though not all, of the mental health struggles that people around us are having is demonic influence on our lives. Makes perfect sense. We have never lived in a world that was more comfortable and more safe. And the devil is convincing people all over the place. And the younger people are, the more they're dealing with it. That there's nothing to hope in. There's nothing to live for. It's all terrible. That is not from God. That is the force of evil on our world. You see, he says, so we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against all this other stuff too. Uh, I think it's important to say that every issue that we face is because of sin in the world, but not every issue that we face is because of sin we've chosen. Are you mature enough to understand that difference? I really want you to be. I'm working on this too. So every bad thing that comes our way is because this world that we live in is broken because of sin. And sometimes really broken things come our way. Not because, sometimes it's because of bad choices we make. And sometimes it's because the world is really broken. So, so, so we're not wrestling. We're all wrestling, but we're not wrestling against just flesh and blood. We're wrestling against more than that. Now here's the awesome news. The spiritual realm bows to Jesus Christ. The spiritual realm bows to Jesus Christ. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. I got some great news uh, for somebody in church today. Sometimes all the progress that God wants is just that you stand right where you are and don't get blown over by the evil of the world. I don't know where you were hoping to be by the end of October 2023. There's a lot of places I was hoping to be that I'm not there yet. I was, uh, it's kind of reversed. I was hoping that my weight would go down and my bank account would go up. And the the reverse seems to have happened. I I don't know what happened. We want progress, don't we? We want progress, we want progress, we want progress. Put that verse up just back up for a second. He says that when I put on the whole armor of God, which you could study that, it's in Ephesians 6. 
It's about his truth and about developing virtue around his truth and about burying yourself so much in God's word and who God's son is. That when a scheme comes your way, you're like, no, no, that's a scheme. Seen that one before, seen that one before, seen that one before. It's like when you get one of those like emails that's trying to get you to like send all your money to Nigeria or whatever, you know? We've been around email long enough now that you're like, that's a trick. Nope, not gonna click on that link. Nope, I know. You see what he says? He says, when you put on the whole armor of God, whatever the evil day is, whatever the, mo- the worst day of your life may be, you do not have to be blown over by the winds of evil in this world. All you need to be able to do is because of having on the armor of God, just stand firm. And the great news in church today is that you may not have made it how far you hope to make it by now. The the place that you wanted to be by this date on the calendar, in your career, in your family, in your progression and sanctification, you may not have made it to all the places that you wanted to make it, but you know what? You're still here. You're still in the faith. You're still believing. You're still showing up. You're still getting that Bible open. You're still saying, God, I, I have